Hey guys, this is Rocky, and you're listening to the God Loves Miami podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode, and I also want to encourage you to follow us on social media at God Loves Miami on Instagram and Facebook so that you can find out all that we are about and what God is calling us to do in our city. And now here's Pastor Mark. Hey, happy Father's Day to all the dads that are watching this, all the abuelos. We are so grateful for you today, and I hope and I pray that you have a great Father's Day. I'm actually having a great Father's Day weekend. I'm with my wife and my kids and my family here in the Keys. So I'm recording live from the Keys because I want to share a message. Today, I am enjoying the fruit of a man that did something crazy. See, people ask me all the time, man, you and your wife, they tell me, you and your wife go to the Keys all the time. It must be nice. You guys must be rich. No, we're not. We are blessed. Because 35 years ago, my father-in-law did something that people thought he was crazy. You know, he took a risk and bought this beat-up trailer in the Keys because he had a vision. He's like, man, one day I just want to come to the Keys whenever I want. And one day maybe I'll have grandkids and my grandkids will be able to come to the Keys. And, And today we're enjoying the fruit of a decision that he made 35 years ago. But let me tell you, it wasn't easy. 35 years ago, there was a lot of gossip when my father-in-law, Julio, bought his trailer. He would tell his friends, you guys should get a trailer too. No, that's for you. You're crazy. How could you do that? Um, It it wasn't easy for my wife and her sister. When they were growing up, many weekends, many summers, they would just come and work and clean and do garden work and paint and throw stuff away and prepare this dream that their father had. 35 years ago, he made a big decision. Am I going to do something difficult? Am I going to do something risky, something unpopular? Or am I going to do what's easy? Just keep going to Disney. Just keep doing whatever my kids want. You know, whatever my wife tells me. Uh, But you know what? He did something risky. I'm sure he's a man of God. He prayed about it. I'm sure he sought the Lord. He sought wisdom from God and maybe from some other people as well. But today... They're enjoying the fruit of his labor. Today, I am enjoying the fruit of his labor. Today, my my kids, his grandkids are enjoying the risk that he took, the legacy that he left for us. And one day, one day, I'm going to tell my grandkids and my great-grandkids when we're sitting in that trailer enjoying the keys, hey, one day, your grandfather, Julio, he made a tough, unpopular decision and we are sitting in that legacy today. We are enjoying that today. See, the same way that we leave a physical legacy, it's even more important to leave a spiritual legacy. Psalm 78, five through seven says this, God commanded our ancestors to teach his word to their children so that the next generation might know them, that they in turn might teach their children So each generation could set its hope anew on God. That's an incredible verse. It's an incredible command of God that we are to teach our children his word so that the next generation would know and that the next generation may know. And and the reason why, it's not because God wants people to know him, because God wants people to know that he is the source of their blessing and that if God is a part of their life, they will be blessed, they will be protected, and that they will have hope. That's what it says. It's hope anew. It's so that every generation can have this new, fresh blessing from God. And here's what I know, most of you, you're never going to be theologians or or Bible scholars, but, but you're still commanded of God to teach your children his word. 
to model it, to, to live it out in the decisions that you make and the risks that you take when the rest of the world is freaking out because the economy is tanking, because there is uncertainty and unrest in the world that God's children are standing firm. Our kids are watching us live out our faith every single day. Our neighbors are watching us. Our friends are watching us. You may be thinking, but Pastor Mark, how am I going to teach this? I don't know enough. And like I said, I know that some of you are not going to be theologians. Most of you are not. And you know who also knew that? It was Jesus. Jesus knew that the majority of people were not going to be Bible teachers, yet he still commanded us to teach his word. But hey, Jesus came not just to fulfill prophecy, but to become the word, right? To live out. He said, I am the word. He is the word. And when the religious freaks and, and Bible scholars came to Jesus to try to test him, I love the way that he responded. Here in Matthew chapter 22, it says this. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Stop there. Give me your attention. You want an awesome family? You want to build a lasting legacy that will outlive you? Let me tell you what awesome families do. Awesome families teach their kids that they're not the center of the universe. My friends, you love your kids. I, I know you guys love your kids. Well, if you really love them and you want to prepare them for this world, you want to prepare them to be followers of Jesus, they must know that the universe does not revolve around them. The word no needs to be something that you use not to chastise them, not to punish them, not to ruin their life, but to better their life, to protect them. And there are times when we have to stand up and say, hey, it is not the right time. No, you can't do this. Why? Because I am protecting our legacy as a family. We teach our kids that God made them and shaped them for a mission. The reason that we are here on this earth as followers of Jesus is because we have a mission every single day, every single moment of our life. When you're going to Disney World to go down Space Mountain, you are there with a purpose. And your purpose is while you're living there, that you're honoring God. You're honoring God in that line. You're honoring God the way that you speak to each other. And the rest of the world will see and believe because of the testimony that we have today. You see, average families, they don't do these kind of things. Average families don't do these things, and yet a lot of them will be happy. Momentary happiness, all right, happiness that is determined by the circumstances and their surroundings. But awesome families do this. They model dedication. They model service. They model generosity and prayer. Let me tell you something. I am the man that I am today because of my parents, because of what they modeled to me, not what they preached to me. Not the times that we sat around a table and my dad opened his Bible and read scripture to me, even though that was good. What changed me, what prepared me and put me in the place that I am today is that I saw them live it out. Were they perfect? No. Did they make mistakes? Yes. 
Were they times that they didn't get it right? Yes, but they were striving. They were still on the road. It's like if you're driving to a destination, right? And you get a flat tire, your car breaks down, you run out of gas, but you're still on the road, on your way to your purpose, to your destination. That, that was my childhood. My parents weren't perfect. Some of you knew my, pa- my dad and, and you know my mom, amazing people. They got it wrong, but they stayed on the road and they never gave up. My parents, there was a season in my life, and I'm very open about this, when, when we were poor, man, we, we didn't have a lot of stuff. We were very poor, but they both had the gift of hospitality. They loved to give to others. Even if they didn't have, they would give others when we didn't have. And so on this Father's Day, I want to challenge the dads to evaluate your priorities. Man, what is really important for me? Is it just me relaxing because I work so much to give people everything that they want? My family can't complain. My kids have the latest gadgets. My wife has the latest purse and she goes and gets her gel manicure every week and and goes to the spa and gets her electrolysis or whatever the case may be. I, I fund their life. And so I deserve to check out every time I get home. I deserve to go and hang with my buddies whenever I want. Let me tell you something. What is the legacy that you're building? A materialistic legacy where you're just funding everybody's life, but you have checked out? Or are you making a decision that says, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to give my family as much as I can. But I want my family to remember the times that we spent together, to remember the conversations that we spent together, to remember the money that we got and invested in ministry and in missions and in helping the poor, the times that we invited strangers into our house. Hey, I read about this in scripture, but the craziest thing, one of the craziest memories that I have is sitting in a Thanksgiving table, my father being late, my mom wondering, where is your dad? And my dad showing up like 30, 40 minutes late to Thanksgiving with three homeless people wearing his clothes, all right? His suit and ties, three men, and him sitting them at the table and not saying, these are homeless. Not saying, I found these men under a bridge. They were probably smoking crack last night. Him saying, these are my friends. And he named them by their name. And they sat at our table and they ate with us. Seeing the Bible play out in my life changed me today. And let me tell you something. There was nothing superhero-like about my dad. He just had an encounter with Jesus. And I want to challenge men and women, youth and children that are watching this message today. Ask yourself, am I living a life worth telling That years from now, that people would say, I am where I am today. I am successful. I am happy. I have a family. I am a man of God, a woman of God, because of what my parents taught me. Because of what my big brother or my big sister or my cousin modeled out for me. What is the story that you are telling? I'm going to tell you something. Enjoy today. I want you to enjoy every moment of your life. Not only do I want this, God wants this for you. But remember, remember, are you building a legacy? Are you, and you know what? You're probably, I don't know, I'm not building. You are. One way or another, you are building a story that people are going to tell. But are they going to say, oh, she was a bum, he was a bum? Or are they going to say, man, I owe it all. I owe it all to my parents. I owe it all to my dad to my grandfather, to my cousin, to my tia, to my tío, whatever the case may be. Hey, you 
can change the world. And I'm speaking to you on behalf of God today saying, hey, you have what it takes to change the world, to change the trajectory of your family's legacy. Hey, maybe your parents made mistakes in the past. Maybe people hurt you in the past. And because of that, you have allowed that to taint you. You have allowed that to label you. You have the power in the name of Jesus, by the power of Christ, to break those chains and reset your life and begin changing the narrative of your story today. And you can do it by putting your trust and your faith in Jesus. I want to end with this, telling you uh, of the legacy of an incredible man in Scripture. In the book of Acts, there was this man named Cornelius. And look at what the record tells us about him. Acts chapter 10, verse 2, it says, He and all his family were devoted and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Man, what a legacy. What an incredible legacy. I pray that even if it's just those two sentences, that someone could say that about me one day. That my, my kids will tell their kids and their grandkids, hey, your grandfather, my dad, he did so many incredible things for Jesus. See, not only is my goal to give my family a great life founded in scripture, but my goal and my mission and my calling and my purpose and the calling of every Christian is to tell the world what Jesus has done for us, how Jesus has transformed us, how Jesus has changed my life and given me a better outlook, a new outlook that even when the world is crumbling around me, I have hope because my hope is found in him. And that can be the same thing for you. I want to invite you today to pray this prayer with me. It is a prayer of surrender to God, saying, God, I, I give you my life. I give you everything that I am. Maybe you're a Christian and today you need to pray this and rededicate your life to him. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus and you're watching this by accident. This video just started playing or someone shared it with you. Let me tell you, you're not watching this by accident. You're watching it because God loves you and he's calling and he is knocking on the door of your heart today because you are worth it. I want to ask you, pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes right now. Repeat it out loud with me. Say, dear God, I come to you today and I say, I'm sorry for the mistakes that I've made, for the sins that I've committed. I give you my life. I give you everything. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Hey, if you enjoyed the podcast today, if you did, there's just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed waiting for you ready when you are. And secondly, if this podcast has ministered to you and you would like to help us continue reaching people that need to be inspired by the word of God, please consider making a donation at GodLovesMiami.com. That's GodLovesMiami.com. And we'll see you next time on the God Loves Miami podcast.